forces in the past didn't let your storm rage on. Time to test my limits and break through. Round one, fight. Hello and welcome to another episode of El Govern the Podcast. I'm Abdullah and today we celebrate Mortal Kombat 11 being the second highest grossing game of 2019. Woo woo woo! <laughs> and with me today to celebrate such an occasion is... Sarah Craven! <laughs> I'm guessing I'm jumping in there. You were, I, I should have let you yeah, introduce no, me instead of jumping the gun and yelling. No, I wanted, I wanted it to be a surprise because, you know. <laughs> it's me, Frost. Yeah. <laughs> Frost from Mortal Kombat 11, Power Girl from Injustice 2, and most yeah. recent, and, and most <laughs> recently, Skid, I think it was, from Big City Greens. Oh, yeah. I think technically that episode came out before Mortal Kombat, but um, all around the same time. Uh, and Skids is a cool biker chick, too, so I like her. <laughs> so first question is ob- the obvious one. How did you get into voiceover? Well, I got into voiceover. Um, oh. Let's see. Um, I am originally from Tennessee and, um, I graduated college and moved out to Los Angeles. Um, not really knowing what I wanted to do. I just knew that I didn't, uh, there weren't really any jobs in Tennessee that I wanted. So I thought I'd move out here and, um, I started doing comedy, um, uh, more, uh, improv stuff. I'm, I'm not a stand up comedian at all. Um, but I started, um, taking comedy classes and doing like crazy improv shows at like midnight. Um, and I, uh, got an agent from doing that, um, from, from being, uh, silly and fearless and weird on stage. And an agent was like, you might be good at this. <laughs> So it was just like, you know, they they saw you on stage and they're like, ah, you know, maybe we can we can work with that. Yeah. And then um, I wanted to, you know, I was really I had just moved out to L.A. And um, so I was I was really young and I, I didn't know anything, but I knew enough that. I wanted to be smart and not waste a great opportunity. So um, then I started taking classes in voiceover so I knew what I was doing. So it wasn't like I was afforded this really amazing opportunity to have an agent to rep me. So um, so early in, in my career, I know that that's like one of the hardest things now um, that – uh, I, I teach now and, and one of the hardest is, is getting an agent. And so, um, you know, back, back at that time, I, I realized what, um, an opportunity is, that I was being given. So, um, I wanted to brush up and learn everything I could learn about voiceover. So I took a bunch of classes and, uh, so that I would know what I was doing in auditions. <laughs> yeah. Because you have to, you have to know how to emote, how to sound, how to, you know, clear, how to make sure your throat is, you know, properly, you know, properly prepared, prepared for, you know, uh, for, you know, extensive fight scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. I think the most important thing that I learned is, um, you know, not, not really any technical stuff, but it's about being real and grounded and, and speaking in a way that real people speak so that you are this really connected, believable character. Um, so that was, you know, um, I, I, I think that's the most important thing that that has given me a career is, um, you know, uh, making whatever audition that I have, um, making the words really mine and being grounded and connected and, and speaking like a human being. Uh, unless it's a, an otherworldly character and then you kind of do whatever you want. <laughs> And that's kind of one of the hardest things to do is like, how do you make text sound like someone talking? Exactly. And that's where I think my um, background as an improviser really, really helped that, you know, I I would 
I, I was very comfortable um, creating, you know, what, whatever I needed to say, making up whatever I needed to say. Um, so I, I didn't feel as um, bound by by text as maybe I should have been. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard, you know, just going in there and saying, okay, bring to life something that doesn't exist. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and especially considering, you know, as you go along with, with your career, especially when it comes to video games, most characters are very um, out there and, uh, you know, crazy and, and all that. And it's kind of hard Thank to go. Thank goodness. That's <laughs> what makes them fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's kind of interesting going in from an actor's perspective and, and thinking to yourself, okay, how am I how am I going to ground this character and make them believable? Right. You know, and a lot of that, um, I, I would say the majority of it now, um, we're actually doing on the spot because um, everything is under such strict um, uh, NDAs and, and we don't even know um most of the time what game we're actually working on until we go in if it's a new project that we've booked everything is under code names and you go into the studio for your first session and that's when you usually find out what the game is what your character is and um so so it takes a lot of the um you know, prep that we would normally do that we would have time to do of like, okay, this is who this person is. And I, I really want to create this. We, we kind of have to do that on the spot, like <laughs> in our first session. And, uh, you know, my next question is, you know, when, when you got into voiceover, what was the most challenging thing you, you, that, that you, that you, that, uh, that you faced that you personally thought was like, Oh, this is, uh, this is hard, but I'm going to get through it. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, so, you know, I think the, the hardest, um, I think the hardest thing is probably, um, not, not knowing what, what happens to, to your auditions after you do them. You know, you, you, you love it so much and you put so much into these and then you send them off and, and you don't ever hear anything unless you actually book the job. So I think, you know, um, for anyone who wants to be a voice actor or actor or anyone, um, uh, in, in entertainment, um, get really good at rejection, <laughs> like, and just be really comfortable with like loving what you do. And, and, you know, I, 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 along with a lot of my friends that do this, we definitely think about it like, um, you know, auditioning is our job. And so have fun with every single audition. And I really, really love it because that's the, that's when you really get to play and you get to make up whatever you want to and, and say, Hey, this is, this is who I think this character is. And this is a really fun way to play her. And then, um, you know, and then it's just a, a nice bonus if you, book the job and actually go in and get to, to work on this character and bring them to life. But, um, yeah, I, I think, um, getting comfortable with rejection and not letting it affect you emotionally or mentally, um, and not beating yourself up over, you know, oh, I didn't book this or I haven't booked something in a while. Um, that's, that's probably the hardest thing to sustain a career in this is, is the, the low points when you're, when you're not booking as much. Yeah, because I've had other voice actors on the show and every single one of them is currently auditioning because they're, you know, you kind of have to. There Absolutely. Isn't, there is no, there is no knock on the door. Hey, we, hey, we want you to do this. You know, that, that doesn't happen. Very rarely, very rarely yeah. does that happen. Um, and yeah, because they want to, um, you know, they, they want to hear what people's ideas are for certain characters. And, and that's, that's great. And that's a wonderful opportunity. And if, if you as an actor, um, you know, think about it as this stressful thing of like, Oh, I've got to prove something to them. And in order to book this job, then, you know, you're, you're already starting off, um, in, in a tough headspace. But if you look at all your auditions as, as these wonderful, creative, imaginative endeavors that you get to have fun with, um, which is, 
you know, uh, what I definitely try to do. And of course you, you know, you have bad days and you have days that your, your confidence is waning a little bit more, but, um, but I always try to go back to that and just think like, what a privilege to, to get all these auditions because, um, not, you know, that's part of the game too. Um, when you're starting out, you don't get as many auditions as I, I am very fortunate to get now. So, so I try to really appreciate that now. Um, every time I get something. And that's another thing people need to, to get to understand when you get into the business is like, you have to not only audition, but you have to make a name for yourself in the process. Yeah. 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 So it's not just. Hey, I'm so and so reading for whatever. It's I'm this guy, and I and I and I am going to be this character, and I'm going to give it my all. And if I don't get it, fine, but I gave it my all. Yeah, and you know, I, I um, that's exactly right. I think you you go into everything being like, I'm I'm going to give this everything I got, and. Uh, and sometimes it's just not your part. It, it's, it's somebody else's and they're, and, and that's fine. But something that you did in your audition, um, that, that didn't ultimately book you that character may get you another character down the road because they heard something that you did in that one and they're like, oh, that's not right for this. But we have this other thing in the works that, um, we we want to reach out and request them for, and that happens all the time too. So I think you know, being open to the possibility of like, just because you didn't book a certain thing that you really wanted to book, doesn't mean like you know your audition sucked or you suck or whatever. It, it's that you know there something for that role uh, wasn't it, it it wasn't yours. It was somebody else's, and and there's another one down the line that'll be. Um, that'll be yours and there's, you know, nothing anyone else can do to take it away from you. Yeah, because we had Dave Finoy on the show back in 2013 and he said he got the role, the lead role in Walking Dead because someone had heard him in, in a Law and Order game of all things and they thought, hey, I like that guy. Why don't <laughs> yeah. we have him come in and audition? And he oh, came I in and he came in, he auditioned and he got the role and it made his career. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, um, I, I want to say that has happened multiple times for me that I've, um, you know, auditioned for so many different characters for a certain network. And, um, and then ultimately, like, I, I didn't get any of those ones, but then, you know, an audition comes through and it's a, I was specifically requested to read for this character and for sure. And then that's the one I get to, that I end up booking and get to do. And then that's, uh, and it was all of those other auditions that I didn't book that ultimately got me the, you know, them thinking about me for a certain thing. And that's, and that's when, you know, you kind of made it sort of where you, <laughs> where you get asked by name. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all every day are like, I don't know. Are we making it? Did we? Are we still? I think, you know, our journey as an actor always, um, continues forever. Um, because you're, you're constantly re, revamping and auditioning for new things and creating new characters. Um, so that's, that's the fun thing. It's never, it's never boring. It, every day is a different thing. Um, uh, but yeah, there is, it, it is very cool. Um, it feels very good to be requested for something. Cause then you're like, Oh, that's, that's really nice. Something I've done in the past was like really appreciated by someone. And I must say, you know, going into your resume, it's a pretty impressive resume for someone who, you know, <laughs> well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Halo, Batman, Injustice and Mortal Kombat. That is just <laughs> and, uh, Star and Star Wars. So <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, Halo started all of it. Halo was my first game, um, and that that kind of springboarded everything. Um, I worked with a incredible director named Amanda Wyatt, who is one of my favorite people in the entire universe. Um, and brilliant, brilliant, brilliant director. Um, and, and really, um, 
you know, taught me so much about games and, and voicing games and, uh, yeah, any, anyone who has the great fortune to work with Amanda Wyatt is not the same afterwards because she's, uh, brilliant and I'm, I am so lucky that my first game was with her. And do you feel like looking back at your career now, how, how, you know, that you, that you're like, wow, can't believe I made, I, I've been in these many franchises in this amount of short time. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's so nice. It, it's, it's really like nice to hear that. I think that, you know, uh, you almost ha- don't have time to think about things like that because, you know, uh, because you have all these other things that you're, you know, I, I auditioned for two things this morning before we had this interview and, and I'm sure I'll have, uh, several more come through, uh, this afternoon to read for. So, um, you know, I think, um, keeping, keeping your sights forward, um, and being grateful for the, the stuff that you've worked for. But I, I try not to do too much, like looking back and like, Oh, let's pat myself on the back for, for all of this. Um, I'm, I'm so grateful for all the work and, and, uh, what it taught me and, and, you know, it puts me in a better position and, and, um, gives me more knowledge, uh, for more projects in the future. And I, and I was just about to ask, you know, do you feel like each each role you take is a new learning experience for you? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because every game is different and every, you know, um, uh, and, and the directors that you're working with and then, and then you, um, sometimes meet, meet the developers and, um, and, and it's really cool because by the time they get, um, to the point where they're bringing the voice actors in, they, they've worked on this project for a really long time. So, so they just hearing, you know, um, when devs talk about, um, uh, the, the project and, and where it started and why they started it and, and what the, what the whole, um, you know, feeling surrounding the project is, is, is amazing. And, and so then you, you have this, um, really strong sense of responsibility to, um, support that vision of theirs and, and be, be everything that you can be in in the game to to make it a success especially when i found out recently like looking at your credits you were one of the people in the at the in the opening scene of arkham knight where in the diner sequence i thought that was pretty (laughs) funny (laughs) oh yeah that was so that was so fun i love that you brought that up because it's you know arkham knight um uh, I was so, uh, I mean, I was over the moon when I found out that I was working on that. And, um, you know, there's not a lot of females in that game. Um, so it was cool to, to be one of the few females that were in the game. Um, but the diner scene in particular was so fun because, um, the, the, the lines that they let us say and the lines that were like written for that scene are so like random and fun and ridiculous and I know that they um you know let me improvise some in that and so yeah anyone who hasn't done that just walk around in the diner and overhear people's conversations because that was a really um that was a really really fun scene to record especially considering you know the, the major tonal shift towards in the end of that scene. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But we're just like sitting around talking about random day-to-day stuff, like eating sandwiches. So it's, um, yeah, I, uh, those, those moments in games are some of my favorites when, um, y- you know, when there's such heavy, um, uh, there, there's such a heaviness in, in the game or the scene or whatever. And then we get these light moments. Um, that's why I, you know, love power girl so much. I, um, Sean Kittleson was the writer, um, uh, one of the writers on that, that game. And he wrote primarily, uh, the majority of my lines as power girl. And I, I mean, every session I was over the moon because they gave me such funny lines and she was so sassy and catty and I um you know anytime you get to be have this humorous turn and then you know 
slice somebody up like right after it or whatever it ends up being like have this crazy violent thing happen right after you say something really funny um it's a beautiful moment as an actor (laughs) and was that how was that experience for you like going in um playing like a major dc character like were you familiar with power girl how did that come up Yeah. Well, again, I didn't know what the game was or what the character was until I went into the first session. And um, then when they told me, I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm a superhero. That's amazing. Like it was so that was so exciting. And and then, you know, it's like you almost don't have time to celebrate because then, you know, you're there for the first session. So then it's like, well, we'll hop in the booth and let's let's figure out the voice print of this character and and. Um, you know, and, and let's get 600 lines recorded. Um, and so, um, it, it, I, I was super, super stoked, but then it was like, I, I immediately went into like, um, game time mode of like, okay, now let's, let's create her and figure this out. And, um, and, and then, you know, like I said, Sean wrote me such, um, beautiful lines for that game that it, it made it really easy and, and, you know, um, it, it sounds very much like I didn't really have to change my voice that much. It's it's really just me saying like really snooty lines to people. I think my favorite interaction was between her and John Stewart, where she's like, where he's like, "Are you?" and she's like, "Single," and he's like, "I was about to say Kryptonian." <laughs> <laughs> she's great. Like she, uh, I love. Like she's just overly. Um, she's overly confident, but I don't, I don't think it, it flips into arrogance. Like, I think she's so confident that it's likable. Um, in my opinion, I, you know, whatever, everybody's going to have their own opinion about the character, but I don't think she flips over into like unlikable arrogance because she, you know, one of, one of my favorite intros is when she like pops in and she's like, Ooh, is it hot in here? Is it just me? Like, she's always like congratulating herself. And I, I love that about her. Especially considering this is the Injustice universe and the Injustice universe, everyone's kind of a dick. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I liked I I wanted to it was my intention to play her as overly confident but not unlikably arrogant. So hopefully hopefully that came through. And if it didn't uh, I I like her so. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed. They only she only got like two colors. I kind of wish they added more. Yeah, well, maybe um uh th- maybe there'll be more of her. <laughs> That's not me saying anything that people don't don't know. There's nothing I know that you guys don't know. It's me all the time it, because I, you know, saw the same uh I I was very fortunate to work with the same guys um for Mortal Kombat and uh you know I, I, every time I see them, I'm like, when are we doing something else with her? When are you, when are you writing her her own show? <laughs> yeah, especially considering like Power Girl has kind of been absent from, you know, DC Comics for a while now. I mean, the last time yeah. I saw, last time I saw her was in 2014 when she appeared in like a couple of um, Harley Quinn comics. And that was yes. it. <laughs> it's about time to bring Power Girl back and give her like, a whole fierce storyline. Um, yeah, I loved that. You know, um, I, I think that was something, um, that, that was really nice about both Power Girl and Frost. Um, they, they were both, um, you know, like not, um, they, they're, they're, they're not as out there in society. So it's not these like, um, uh, I felt like I really got to create them versus like having to think, okay, well, this, this character has been on the scene for, for this many years and everyone thinks of them in this way. And so then you kind of have to do this meld between, okay, I want to, um, I, I, I want to respect what was already created about her, but then also give my own flavor to it. Um, which is, which is a, a, a really difficult, like, um, balance to have. And, and I, feel like I didn't um I didn't have to worry about that with Power Girl and Frost because they were so um you know uh they they're they're not as much out there and so I really got 
a really open playground to create what I wanted to with them and, and, um, and what, what the, the writers and the devs and, and everybody wanted for her. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't like a Kevin Conroy or Mark Hamill type situation where, you know, if you get the role of the Joker or or, um, or Batman, you're automatically going to be compared to those two. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I um, and, and those are that's a beautiful thing, too, of like, you know, you have this really amazing, iconic character. And so that that's, you know, you, you hold a different responsibility there. Um and but yeah, for for these two anyway, um, I I got to do a lot of the creation, which was um, a delight. Um, speaking of creation, um, you were in a Star Wars mobile game, which unfortunately is no longer um, uh, around. Oh, unfortunately, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so my question is. What was it like going into something like Star Wars and being asked to create a character like Deathstick? Ah, uh, a dream. A dream. Anytime you get to be, you know, when you walk in something and they're like, hey, welcome to Star Wars and create this really badass chick. I mean, it, it, that's that's a dream. That That is like any actor's dream scenario. Um, so that was amazing. And I'm so, I'm so sad that, 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 you know, um, you can't, you can't find any, you know, uh, any clips or vocals. Like you, you, there are pictures of, of death stick. And then there are some like, um, trailer type videos that you can find, but nothing where she speaks. And, um, uh, so I, I, that's another one that I hope comes back because that was, you know, I, I, I got to give voice to a Star Wars character that had never been voiced before. And that was pretty awesome and, uh, made me want to, you know, throw up and pee my pants all at the same time. <laughs> um, because you're like, Oh, this is Star Wars. Like, this is so important. Um, but she was awesome. And that was a really, really fun experience. And I'm so sad that, uh, people don't get to experience her more. Yeah. Because I was kind of looking for, vocal clips or anything of her but i couldn't find anything yeah i know i know it's it's really sad all of those um all of those sessions and and all of that work is not um i like i don't even have copies of it so um i i hope she comes back she's another one that that was really really fun and she's the most like hate-filled venomous character i have ever played she she kind of reminds me of Asajj Ventress from Clone Wars a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's she's all you know. I maybe because of uh, I you know have a background in comedy and and lean toward those characters a lot. I I, I get to play a lot of characters that are that are funny and um uh she was not. She was all business all um rage and venom and uh and that was fun too to play a true villain who uh had no no sense of humor whatsoever that was that was a challenge that i really enjoyed with her um because i couldn't um you know like my go to is to you know button something or make a joke or whatever and she was not that that type of character at all well, I mean, that's true of every voice actor you talk to, because once you go in, you have to take it seriously. You can't, you know, screw around. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I absolutely, you, you take the job seriously, but what I love about this job so much is that you can, like, screw around in a way that is, uh, that, that, um, if it supports your character, like absolutely like playing in sessions and being free and, and, um, you know, uh, having this really collaborative, um, uh, relationship with the, the director and, and, and everyone on the team, uh, that is, uh, open, you know, and, and I, I love that. And so it's like, yes, you do you do take the project seriously and the work seriously and you show up as a professional. Um, but, but 
playing in your character is is always welcome and that's um that's why i love this work so much is we get to we get to go in and walk into a booth and play and laugh and um and it's really it's really a dreamy career (laughs) so let's just not be around the bush let's talk about the game everyone wants us to talk about yes (laughs) of course let's do it (laughs) and that is Halo. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mortal Kombat. First of all, that must have been a nightmare to keep secret. That must uh, have been a nightmare. <laughs> it was. It was a total nightmare to keep secret. Um, and they, you know, um, so we worked on the game. I worked on the game probably three years. So I mean, I know uh, that they were working on it much longer. Um, uh, but, but yeah, to know and like to, to, she was such a, um, she's such an awesome character. And so, yeah, that was, that was a nightmare to keep secret. And then, and then, uh, maybe like a month, uh, well, I don't know, maybe even like two months before the game, they started, um, releasing like, um, like intro videos for characters and like, Hey, this person's in it, this person's in it, like whatever, or this character's in it, whatever. Um, and so I kept like waiting and, and in that time I, I had another session and I went in and, um, uh, and I was like, guys, when, when are you going to introduce Frost? Like, am I allowed to talk about this yet? Like, there's so, you're introducing so many characters and like, I'm, I've still been super hush about everything. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, don't until you, your character is actually like released, like don't say anything about it. And then literally the day before the game came out, I think like that it, the game came out on a Tuesday and like that Monday afternoon, they did like, they released like an intro video of Frost and I was like, cool, cool guys. Thanks for wait- making me wait till the last second. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, going in every time I went in for a session, like you'd see more of, um, the artwork, like Frost was just a sketch when I saw her at first and then seeing, um, you know, all the way to the end when they would, uh, for the longest time, she didn't, she didn't have hair. And, um, so I remember that session being really fun. They were like, we finally have hair on her. Come look at this. Like, um, and, and so seeing the, the art progression of the game and how, um, beautiful and intricate everything is, uh, was really, really exciting. And I, um, yeah, I couldn't wait for it to come out. And I, um, am thrilled that, that people are loving it so much. And it's, and what sucks is that I remember like, a week or so before the game came out, a lot of stuff leaked and someone unfortunately yeah. leaked Frost and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I still didn't, I didn't talk about it then. Um, I, I waited till like official, like nether realm put a video out of her and then I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's my cue. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess like I, I can understand like people's, I, I do think that like when people leak things, it comes from their like excitement, but, but it's like, don't do it. Let, let it get like, we've, we've worked on this so long and like, you know, the, the gaming company and the developers have worked on it like so many years. Don't ruin their, you know, don't ruin their release by leaking stuff to people before they wanted it out there. And that's another thing that I think really is disrespectful to, to like you said, to the people involved is because they work hard to, to, to give you something, to give you a great product. And, you know, I understand, you know, you can't wait, but leaking stuff like that to, to try and rile people up is just awful. It's awful because, you know, the reason, yeah, so, so don't do that, guys. Don't, don't leak stuff. Wait, wait for the games to come out because really, um, I, I love this business so much and, and everybody that I work with is so cool and everyone cares so much and is so grateful for the fans and, and, you know, everybody's objective is to create something that the fans will love. And, and so all of their decisions are driven by, 
making making the fans happy. So so respect that because they're they're doing all this work for you. Yeah, I know. And and speaking as like a Mortal Kombat fan, I, I have my issues with the game, but I've been playing it for I think a month now, and I can safely say it's probably like probably up there as one of my favorite uh, ver- uh, sequels of of Mortal Kombat. So. Oh, great! <laughs> I'm so glad to hear it, and I know they're happy too. Because I, I kind of didn't care for 9. 9 was meh. Uh, 10, I, I, I think I was the only one who actually liked 10. A lot of people <laughs> were like, oh, we don't like 10. But I'm like, I thought it was really cool. But this this one, man, this was... You can tell a lot of labor of love was, was put into this. This is like a celebration of everything that makes Mortal Kombat so fun. And I just, I can't get enough of it. I'm addicted to it. Oh, I love that. I'm so happy to hear it. And I'm so, I'm so grateful to be a part of a game that, that, uh, that you love so much and that people are loving so much. It's, it's such a, it's a joy. That's, this is a, this is definitely like a bonus of, of this work. It's, it's super fun, you know, creating characters and having ideas and auditions and then, then fully creating them in the recording sessions. And, and this is just another, um, uh, part of the, the most exciting part of this is, is when, when people love it and then you're like, Oh good. All that work mattered. <laughs> well, I mean, if it didn't, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't think about it. I'd just be like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, this yeah, is yeah. a thing that exists, whatever. <laughs> But no, I mean, I, I remember, you know, growing up as a kid in the 90s playing Mortal Kombat and being scared by the fatalities because I was a young kid and I shouldn't have been playing that, but. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I was not, um, I was not a gamer, but my brother was. And so I would watch him play. Um, I, I was, I, I was terrible at games. Um, so I, I, I'd watch my brother play. Um, so that, that's my, that's my extent. So it, it's fun to actually be in, you know, because I, I remember as a kid, like, um, watching my brother and his friends play Mortal Kombat and me like trying to, um, and then giving up <laughs> because I was so bad at it. So it's so cool now to be in a franchise like this that I remember playing as a kid. Oh, he must, you know, your brother must be like over the moon now to find out that you're in a Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. You know, I have a really, really awesome, uh, family in Tennessee. I have a very, um, super cool grounded Southern family, um, that definitely keeps me grounded. I, I mean, like my parents couldn't tell you what I do. They're like, Oh, I think she's in some kind of movie. Like they don't, they don't know what it is. Uh, so that they, they, uh, they definitely keep me grounded and, and humble and (laughs) <laughs> don't don't make a big deal out of anything so that's fun so you know when when you when you came in there for frost were you given like any backstory or or what they wanted oh, yeah. or yeah i was given a lot of backstory because you know this was uh, so we um a lot of times in games you end up doing uh the cutscenes first because that's the that's the story that you're telling um so there the the first session was a whole lot of backstory about um you know what was happening and um you know how frost is cyber now and um and and, and so uh so yeah you take all of that in of them you know telling you what she's been through and how she's being introduced and there's that really cool scene where she's like hooded before you you know she reveals before you see that's that that's frost and um so yeah there's you're you're just trying to soak all of that in and and then um let that live in your performance um and then you know they they wanted um you know, technical things that they, they wanted her like really low and gruff and gravelly. And, um, and again, it was a lot of the people that I had worked on, um, injustice with. And, uh, so it, it was fun being, uh, being back with, with that team. Um, that, that's the other cool thing about video games is when you, when you do one, uh, really cool thing and you, you love, you love the people that you're working with in the studio that you're working with. And then years later, you get to do another thing with them. It's like, a, you know, it, it's like a reunion. You're, you're so happy to all be back together. And, um, uh, 
and that that's a that's a really cool that's a really cool facet of this industry too. I can imagine you going in there and and being told all her backstory, and you're like, okay, so she's basically a cyborg ninja frost <laughs> who has who has a uh, frost powers, yep, and a massive infer- inferiority complex. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, basically, that's it. That that that's her backstory. Um, and then you know the one of my favorite favorite things too is um i am also you know some of my best friends in in the world are uh fellow voice actors and so um you know my my dear friend um kari walgren is also in in the game and so i would find out when um and 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 jennifer hale um who is amazing is a dear friend and um so when when we don't get to we don't record together so we don't see each other but every time like one of my pals were were coming in for the session after me then I would like leave notes for them all over the like music stand and in the recording booth um uh so that so that's a cool thing too when you um you know the the other actors that are in the game even though you don't see them um for the recordings uh it's it's great knowing that your your dear pals are are there too and they usually just um the way they get around that is usually having you record like various takes of of a line and then they edit it in later to, yeah to... <laughs> uh-huh so when you're um you you typically give like um two or three in a row um takes of each line um and then they'll they'll take a select from one of those or they'll give you more direction and you'll give them another set um and that's that's pretty much how the sessions go um again that that's more for like the the battle lines and things like that but um it's it's a little different for the cutscenes because those are you know, um, they have a lot more information than, than you do just having the script in front of you and just having the lines. So those, those tend to have a little bit more, um, explanation and direction surrounding them. Um, but yeah, when you get to the battle, you're, you're pretty much, um, giving two or three in a row and then, um, they take a select or, or you, you give them another run. And and I think that's kind of I mean I understand they do that because you know budget but I think you know with a game with such a great cast it's kind of a shame that you know you, you guys don't get to record together. Ah, <laughs> uh, I know. I um uh Steve Bloom and Mary Elizabeth McGlynn are also like dear best friends of mine, and so all of us. But but also going through it, I, none of us you know we hang out and go to brunch together and like meet up for dinner. And, you know, none of us know that the other one's in the game at that point. Um, so, uh, yeah. Ugh, what a dream, 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 dreamy cast it was um, that has so many people in it that I love so dearly. And, um, uh, oh, yeah, it'd be amazing. I would love for us to um, to, to get to record a session together Um I I ask that all the time too when I would go in for sessions. I'd be like, when are we doing something where we all get to get in a room together? <laughs> no, but but the upside is like you can actually go to the Milan premiere and yell out uh, "Shirayu trash" to Scorpion's VA, <laughs> and he wouldn't get it. <laughs> uh, that's what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my favorite line from Frost. You know, when, when she when she's. In the scene where, where, you know, Sub-Zero and Scorpion meet up with her and she's like, oh, you're cyber. And she's like, ah, oh, at least I'm not hanging out with the Shiraiyu trash. <laughs> yes, I know. That's how we, that's how we talk to each other now. We just, we call each other. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but I will. I, uh, there, there's actually, um, I, I'm having a Memorial Day um, uh, get together at, at my house. So I, I will have to greet Steve Bloom just like that as the Shirayu trash that he is. <laughs> no, but he's Lin Kuei. Shirayu is the Scorpion's, um, uh, Scorpion's clan. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, uh, 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 he's Sub-Zero. Yeah. 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 Scorpion um, is, is Ron, uh, cannot pronounce his last name. 
Ron, Ron Yuan. Yeah, Ron Yuan. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> and he's yeah. in Mulan, so I'm like, you know, you could actually go to that premiere and yell out, sure, <laughs> I, I, you trash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just want to start calling everyone that, though. Like, that's such a good burn. Like, whatever. That's I, I want to greet all my friends as such. <laughs> now I am Grandmaster. <laughs> <laughs> what What's your... um? Let me just say, heads up for recording a lot of ice puns and not laughing out loud and taking it really uh, seriously. Right? And, oh, those were great. I, I love those lines. Um, it's fun to get, like, and then, like, the, the frozen, um, references. I, I, I wanted to do, like, a, an outtake of Frost just singing Let It Go. Um, but that did not happen. <laughs> Um, I will never let it go. <laughs> uh, yes. And 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 were you surprised at how at how great the the game was and how she played and how everything was like when you saw it for the first time? I, I you know I don't I wasn't surprised so much because like I I saw the process and I knew how much they were you know how much work was going into it and so um I. I, I wasn't like, oh man, wow, this is a great game. But I, but yeah, every time that I saw a new iteration, like going through the recordings and then to, to the time it came out, I mean, it, it blows me away, like what, um, the, the intricate detail that, that goes into these games now, um, and how beautiful I thought it was. And I know it's crazy that a big, like, slasher fatality game that I call beautiful, but, but it is. It's, it's a, it's the, the, um, just the art it is so stunning. So, so yeah. And then you see it all put together that like, um, ah, the, the writing is so, so great. And then, you know, you, you, throw voices on it and then and then put it together with the art and and yeah it is it it blows you away how um how fantastic games are now i think my favorite intro is her like booting up and then it it goes into a close-up of her of her eye and the detail is just so insane yes (laughs) oh and then there's like oh when she like takes um you know uh shards of ice and like stabs them through people's eyes um that's the detail in that is pretty phenomenal someone had to animate that <laughs> just so yeah, you know. right? <laughs> uh, and what are your what are some of your favorite interactions in, in the game oh um well like i said i i love the um uh I loved all of her frozen references. I thought those were, were fun. Um, because she says them so, um, you know, gruffly, uh, there's, there's nothing Disney about them. Um, and, uh, I love, uh, I think for me now it's, it's really fun to see when, when people, um, when people will post something, um, and cause like I said, going through, you don't, you don't know the other people that are working on it cause you're not, um, you're not in sessions with them and, and it hasn't been uh, announced the cast or whatever. Um, so I love now when, um, when, when someone will tweet like a video uh, of me, um, I, there was one just recently, maybe like last week where something, it, it was like a, a battle between, um, me and Kari and it, it's fun because those pop up and you're like oh she was literally just in my kitchen and then you like hear us yelling at each other um so so yeah I think like hearing my friends voices and us fighting is my favorite thing now especially like you know when when you said you were friends with Steve Bloom you know that's kind of <laughs> It's kind of hard not to hear him as Sub-Zero. Yes, it's so great. Um, and, and then, and then seeing other people like post, um, videos of, uh, and they're like, oh man, I, I love these two people and I didn't know and look at them. They're in a game together and, and whatever. Um, it, it, uh, it's fun. I, I, I actually, um, I I think it's so cool now that, um, I I feel like voice actors are, are very, um, you know, um, people, people are fans of, of, uh, 
you know, uh, people's voices now and, and they know, uh, and they know their favorite voice actors. And, and I think that's so awesome to, um, to be, to be like, you know, here's, here's Steve, here's Mary, um, here's, uh, I, I just love this person and look what they did this time, you know? Um, especially with Mary's portrayal of Centrion, cause I, I despise Cetrion as a character because <laughs> she is just has the holy holier than thou yes. attitude, and it's just the worst. I know, and and what's amazing is Mary Elizabeth is the uh, most wonderful human being on the entire planet, and so uh, that's so great too. When you're like, oh, this person is so amazing and so generous and so lovely and and such a wonderful being in anyone's life who is fortunate enough to know her and then you know plays such a voices uh such a uh a wretched um character and it's kind of funny because you and mary and and kari actually did a um live performance oh yes we did (laughs) oh you did your research yeah i do my research before every interview so no one can tell me i'm i'm lazy (laughs) no you're not lazy at all yes so kari and mary and i um we are in like a a hair metal band (laughs) all female hair metal band and it's awesome (laughs) and i just i mean and i even looked at the name slaughter her and i'm like come on that that that, that that's a mortal combat reference if ever oh yeah we should do a mortal combat thing yes it's so it's slot her and we um and so it's an all-female um band and we sing um slaughter songs from from back in back in the day um our our uh three-part harmony female renditions of slaughter songs but we don't we we don't change them so much that it's like you, you know we don't we're, we don't do like doo-wop versions of like slaughter we it's like it's hardcore um and and hilarious because like uh all of us are so um like i, I feel like our our personalities are so against that um and and musically like me i like that is the farthest like uh musical genre that that you could get from me like i like I love Lionel Richie and Phil Collins and soft rock and Michael McDonald, you know, like that's my jam. And then, and so, yeah, of course, when I'm in a band, I'm singing metal. <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of, of, you know, various musical tastes. Like sometimes, you know, you listen to, to one thing on, on the weekend and then you go into this live show and then you're just like, let's tear the, the, the house down. <laughs> yeah. And we do. Oh, it's so much fun. And, and being on and, and the band is insane. They're so good. It's just these amazing chicks who just slay. Um, so, so just to be on stage with, with all these like, um, powerhouse women is so fun. Um, yeah, I can't wait for us to do another one. <laughs> I hope that's not, that wasn't a one-off thing. Cause I would love to see more. Yeah. <laughs> <would> love to. <laughs> we, yeah. So we've done it twice now. Um, we, we did the first one. It was going to be a one-off thing. We did the first concert, um, and didn't, didn't, um, advertise it at all. Um, and, and, and just through word of mouth, like the place was packed out. And, and so then when people were like posting pictures and videos from it, then there was all this like talk of like, I didn't know anything about this. And when are they doing this again? I totally would have come. Like I love slaughter and I would, whatever, blah, 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 blah. There was just all, all this buzz about it. So we were like, well, I guess let's do it again and tell people about it. So then, then we did it again. And, um, and it, it, oversold out like they had to turn people away at the door it was crazy and um 
So, yeah. So, and then it, that was really fun. Um, and we, you know, were, were the first time that we did it, it was, like I said, it was just going to be a one-off thing. And so here, here we are like on stage being like, I, I don't know. I mean, this will work or it won't, whatever, but it'll be fun either way. And so then I, I think we were a little more, um, uh, we we were a little more like in our heads, like oh, all right, so we get this and and people are into it. So I think we like the second show really like let loose more and had even more fun on stage. And it's kind of there's something so surreally surreal and hilarious to see about seeing Carrie Walgren. Who's usually known for playing a lot of sweet-hearted characters? Yes, just I mean, let she's loose. Dorothy. She's Dorothy, <laughs> and she comes out there, and she's like, oh, she kills it. She has, uh, Kari and Mary Elizabeth both have these insanely amazing voices, and I just stand up there on stage in awe of them, and I'm grateful to be standing up there with them. Yeah, it was just because I, I only saw like a couple clips of it, but it it was just wow. <laughs> it was you like, know what I want someone to do? I want someone to take all three of our Mortal Kombat characters and then just like underlay it with like us singing Slaughter, <laughs> and then just have these our three characters as the ones that are singing. That some <laughs> some amazing person who's great with editing, please make that happen. <laughs> Now that's that's the real ending right there. That's Katana's real ending. She started a band. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I want someone to to put our three people and and put a put us us singing Slaughter underneath it because I want to see those three characters singing together. <laughs> Princess, a cyborg, and a demigod. <laughs> <laughs> yes, make it happen, Twitter. <laughs> And speaking of Twitter, how how's how's that been treating you? How have you how how have you um been been reacting to all the all the buzz on Twitter now that you're you know known for Mortal Kombat? I you know I'm not uh, a very active Twitter person. It, it's like uh, not my thing. But um but yeah, I do try to jump on there like um every few days or something, and and I do respond to people that like um send me videos or tag me and stuff or just like um uh just tweet me and be like oh i love her or like i drew this this um art of her i absolutely i i love seeing all that stuff and i and i respond to to everybody i just am not i'm i'm not a person that's on twitter like all day every day and not even every day so um so it may take me a second to respond but when i do when i do get on there and and see stuff i absolutely respond and i love seeing it um so so thank you everybody who has sent things and can i just say your twitter handle is amazing (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much um yes that's so craven's I I just love that because I saw it. And I'm like, no way, that's her Twitter handle, is it? You, oh my you god! You bet it is. You bet it is. Because a it lot because a lot of Twitter handles are like you know just like an actor or they're like short names or you know yeah. whatever. But but you you you're creative and I like that. Gotta I gotta give a shout out to Miss Raven Simone for sure. Because <laughs> because I, I grew up with with that's a Raven and I'm like yes. Yes. How am I going to have the last name Cravens and not capitalize on that wonderful show? (laughs) And you have yet to um, voice a bird character. That should happen now. That should happen. I'm ready for it. (laughs) Uh, So um, last thing I wanted to touch on before I let you go is what is your advice to anyone who wants to get into the business? Oh, great. My advice is, um, uh, take classes, know what you're doing. Um, uh, that, that was really helpful to me. Um, and, and learn who you are. Be really grounded and confident in who you are. And because, you know, um, trying to go into it to, to be like, okay, well, this is what, this is what Sarah does. And that, that's, so that, that means that's what works. So, so trying to like be what someone else is like, 
nah, don't do that. Like the, 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 the way that you break in is that you're, you're uniquely and authentically and, and beautifully yourself. That way people like meet you and, and they're like, cool. I can't imagine anyone else voicing this character, but this person, or I can't imagine anyone else like voicing this commercial or, or promo or, or whatever part of the business that it is. Um, but, Learn what you're doing, learn, learn how to be connected and, and be you, be you, be you, be you. Don't, don't try to, um, uh, recreate someone else's career because, um, because all of us have different ways that we got into it. I think that's, you know, um, that's the most, uh, common thing is that all, none of us have a similar story, how we, we got into this. So, so be you, be authentic and, and be fearless, be fearless. If you have an idea for an audition, like don't ask permission, just be fearless, be bold, do, do, do what you think that, that script speaks to you. Um, and, and that's, that's how you, that's how you get noticed, um, is, is authentically and boldly and fearlessly making choices. And that's great advice. Cause a lot <laughs> of people, you know, come into the business saying, I want to be like so-and-so. And I'm like, don't, don't do that. Be you. Yeah. Be you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. There's already, if, if, um, it, that's such a beautiful compliment to want to be like somebody else because that, that shows that you respect their work and that's amazing. But, but if you want to carve a career, then, then carve it as yourself. I mean, like I said, I, I mean, like I said before, I think, yeah, it's great to, uh, to admire the Tara Strongs and the Great Delisles and the Nika, F Nika Futtermans of the world, but there's only one you and you gotta stand out. That's it. Beautiful advice. <laughs> so thank you so much thank you thank you so much for coming on it means a lot <laughs> of course thank you so much this was really fun and you're welcome to come back anytime awesome <laughs> well when we when we get that um uh when, when power girl has her own show we'll, we'll come back and talk some more <laughs> okay bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.